Hello everyone and welcome to episode 79 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to share with you guys five of my favourite books, five of the best books that I've ever read uh, and I will just say now to be honest I wasn't very much of a reader when I was younger. Uh, I think my experience in school made me think of reading as like as a task, as a chore, as something I associated with homework and thus something I didn't really want to do. I mean, when I was very young, of course, I would read little stories and things, but as I got older, I would just prefer to watch TV and movies and things. And so most of the reading that I have done in English uh, has actually been non-fiction because there came a point uh, as I started to become a little bit older when I sort of realised that now I wasn't in school, I could kind of learn about pretty much whatever I wanted to and you know all people all kinds of different people have different books and websites and well all kinds there's all kinds of information out there and um, yeah there was a period in my life I guess probably when I was maybe 24 25 let's say um, where there was probably yeah two or three years where I was buying and reading a lot of books uh, a lot of non-fiction books just things that I was interested in just trying to learn about different stuff I was just you know read one thing and then get curious about another and another and another anyway all of that is to say that these books are non-fiction books uh, not stories novels or anything like that um, maybe in the future I will do uh, a version of that as well but um, yeah we'll see so that's what I'm going to be talking about today uh, just a couple of quick reminders before we jump into it uh, if you want to join the free learners group uh, you can connect with other people who are listening to this podcast you can connect with me you can connect with Livia uh, just come and hang out with all the other people that are learning English with this podcast as well uh, you can join the group for free uh, there is a link in the description wherever you are listening to this episode uh, just click on the link and download the app uh, and yeah you'll be in free and easy and yeah otherwise if you would like to contact me then you can contact me on instagram at unlocking british english or you can email me unlocking british english at gmail.com uh, and finally we have a the vast majority of the transcripts available on the website. Uh, I'm dedicating the vast majority of this next week to catching up with all of the transcripts and getting a little bit more organised of all of that stuff because uh, the honest truth is I've just not been completely organized with that side of it but most of the transcripts are available on the website and they are there for free which is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com the rest will be there very soon my apologies for those of you that are waiting on a couple of those for a couple of the specific episodes but yes uh, all of that will be up to date very soon so yeah let's get into it so there's five books that I'm going to share with you today. So the first book that I'm going to talk to you about is a book that is called Mastery by Robert Greene. Uh, this is a book that I can imagine myself doing a, a separate episode on in the future. It's a very interesting book. Um, Robert Greene, the author, uh, he's an American author or from the United States, I should say. Um, and he, yeah, yeah, he's he's written quite a few books. But to be completely honest, he's the kind of person that, like, when you you look at his bio or you look at his you know information on on Wikipedia, um, and it could be easy to think that you know he's maybe just not a fan 
fantastic guy. Um, you know, he's an author known for his books on strategy, power, and seduction. Um, doesn't it just sounds a little bit strange sometimes, but um, I'm not really that interested in the rest of his books. He has written other books, things like the Forty Eight Laws of Power, um, which, to my understanding, is like you know, forty eight little rules on on how to be more powerful or whatever. The Art of Seduction is another book that he's read written. Um, that isn't to do with like uh, sexual attraction. I don't think. I think it's more to do with uh, you know, like seducing people with your ide ideas, convincing people, uh, that kind of thing. He's written another book, The Thirty Three Strategies of War. Um, I don't know if he was ever in the like army or whatever, but anyway, he's written some other books that don't really interest me, and uh, I don't know that much about the author himself. Um, you know, his personal views and all that kind of stuff. I'm not entirely sure he would be someone I'd be super interested out of outside of this book, but. Uh, the book that I'm talking about, a book called Mastery, um, is a very, very interesting book. Uh, and basically, it's a, an extremely well-researched and very well-developed examination on how we master things, how we become very, very good at things. And so um, it's split into several sections that look at the different phases from, you know, right from the beginning of your journey right into the end. Um, you know, and, he, and he's, he's gone through and looked at the lives and works of hundreds and hundreds of different people across all kinds of different disciplines from you know classic great minds of history to lesser known people in in more niche places and you know all, all kinds of different people and um, you know he finds like all these kind of different examples uh, from different people's lives and and you know makes the kind of a breakdown of you know this is kind of what happens throughout uh, you know, on average, how it kind of works, how it goes. Um, so this is kind of what you should be focusing on. This this is where you should try and focus your time. Um, and every time, every time he makes this different point or has a different kind of idea, he has you know a real life, a real world example of someone that went through that. Um, and yeah, like I say, it's, it's really well researched and really well developed. Um, and for someone like me, who's very interested in how we get better at things, that's something that I've just always been very interested in. I've always had a lot of interests myself. I've done lots of different things throughout my life and I've tried to learn lots of different things throughout my life. And so, um, yeah, this was a book that kind of stood out to me uh, as soon as I saw it and as soon as I as soon as I read it, uh, I made a lot of different notes and things from it. So, yeah, like I say, I might do a whole episode on that in the future because it's, it's very interesting and there's some very interesting stuff. And of course, it's not like it's just, you know, it's just this basic guide that is going to make you amazing at every anything or everything no matter what but um you know to be able to better understand what that journey looks like and um you, well it's the kind of idea that you know when people say why do we study history right well one of the reasons that we study history is because you know by looking at what we did in the past we can learn from some of the things that we did learn from our mistakes avoid making those same mistakes in the future you know look at what worked well and try and figure out a way to do more of that or to make that process even more efficient um, and it's the same thing with you know when you're you know trying to get better at something whether it's something that you're dedicating your entire life to whether it's just a little kind of hobby you know if you know more or less you know what 
what people have done before you, then you know more or less what kind of path to take, right? You know, imagine, um, you know, trying to learn a new instrument and, and you don't know how people learn instruments really, right? Like it's, it, 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 you don't have to read the biography of your 10 favorite artists, but if you know a little bit about, you know, if you look at a couple of videos where people talk about their experience of learning the guitar, you might see that, oh, three or four people say that when they started, they thought that this was really important, but actually they ended up never really using that piece of information. And if they had just focused on these things, they probably would have progressed faster. Now you know that, you can progress faster. You don't have to waste your time in that other stuff. And it's the same kind of thing with this. So, um, yeah, Mastery, uh, a great book by a uh, questionable author, let's say. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say questionable author. I, of course, don't know him. Uh, and I haven't actually read much of any of the other books. I don't own any of them, but I've just seen some, you know, little previews and stuff and read about them. But anyway, uh, this book, Mastery, is a very good book and a very interesting book and uh, one that I would definitely recommend. So yeah, that is the first one. The, the second book uh, is a book that's called Man's Search for Meaning, which is uh, a book by a guy called Viktor Frankl. Uh, a lot of you might have heard of that, even if you don't necessarily recognize the English translation, because it is a, a very uh, popular book. It sold millions of copies all around the world and been translated into hundreds of languages. Um, Viktor Frankl was an Austrian neurologist and a psychologist, uh, a little bit of a philosopher as well, obviously an author. He wrote, uh, he was also a Holocaust survivor. Um, so he was actually in one of the one of the camps uh, during the Holocaust, um, and this book is it in, in it's kind of strange in a way because it's sort of split into two parts. So the first half of this book talks about uh, he talks about his experiences kind of during that camp, um, you know, during that time of his life, and he's sort of talking about. Well, to me, what I kind of took from it, the reason that I included it and the reason I really like it as a book, even though this might sound like a bit of a strange uh, book to enjoy, is that th it really showed me the depths of human resilience. Like, it really, it really showed me, like, you know, how much you know, people can get through, how, um, you know, one of, the, one of the, the big kind of points that he, he, he talks about in the first part of the book and the first half of the book is this idea that, um, you know, suffering to a certain extent is kind of, uh, is kind of optional, right? This idea of, you know, you can be going through, you know, a terrible situation and, and you can, you know, you can be um, under horrible conditions. And of course, those people were under just absolutely terrible conditions. It's not to say that those things weren't happening. Of course, he was there. They were happening to him. Uh, but he would notice that you would see a clear difference between uh, the people that would, you know, keep an amount of faith, try and um, uh, not religious faith, you know, faith that the situation would get better at some point or something would happen, that, that they could get through this, that they could make it, you know, the experience of those people was very, very different to those of the people that you know, just decided that it was over, that there was nothing to be done, that they, they couldn't, uh, you know, they couldn't fight, they couldn't stand up for themselves, you know, these these different things. And, of course, all of this kind of stuff is, is you know, easy to talk about um, when you're not there. But, um, of course, I couldn't even begin to imagine what that, would, what that would be like. But, like I say, what stood out 
for to me uh, from this book what had such an impact on me from this book was um, you know it, it, it kind of it puts your life into perspective kind of you know we're, we're all very good at um, you know complaining about things that are happening in our lives and all of us have you know real problems um, you know but things can always be tougher things can always be more difficult there can always be you know worse things and um, you know that was just something for me I found the book um, inspiring is the word I found it really inspiring to to uh, read you know about these different stories from from this perspective of of perseverance of of um, you know getting through tough times and how you how you can deal with uh, things e even that terrible which you know hopefully none of us will will ever have to experience but um, yeah um, <laughs> I realize that this suggestion might seem like strange a bit like heavy um, but yeah I mean like I say this is, is that, that's the kind of impact that had on me you know to um, yeah, that understanding of, like I say, the depths of human resilience, I just um, found it incredible. And so, like I said, the book is split into kind of two parts. And so in the second part, he kind of talks about um, what is called logotherapy, which is kind of like a branch of, of psychotherapy. Um, and it, it's a lot more kind of scientific psychology and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's kind of some of these ideas that he'd started to develop um you know after that time period because he, he survived and carried on and, and and did other stuff and um i can admit to to saying that the second half of the book for me wasn't all that interesting or useful um a lot of it was quite hard to understand because i'm not a, you know a psychologist or a psychiatrist um but yeah you know i found that I have a lot of little quotes and passages, you know, highlighted and written out from the first half of the book, whether it's like, you know, interesting anecdotes or inspirational quotes or ideas or things like that. But from the second half, um, yeah, it's kind of like a different book. But anyway, it's um, it's definitely, again, something that I would, I would recommend. Um, it's not like a a book of horror stories. Uh, you know, it's, it's like I say, it's, it's, it's kind of, uplifting in a sort of strange way maybe not in the necessarily the classic way but anyway Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning is the second book that I have included uh, today so yeah you can check that out if you if you like um, the third book that I want to talk about today is a book that is called Better by an author called Atul Gawande um, who also lives in the United States, uh, like the first author, Robert Greene. Um, he is a, well, he is a, both a doctor and a medical uh, researcher and teacher, sorry, I couldn't, why, I don't know why I couldn't think of the word teacher. Uh, he's a, like a teacher and researcher at Harvard uh, Medical School and also works as a, as a doctor. Um, Better, the book that I'm talking about, is is a book about, you know, how to do things better, how to do things well, how to get things right. Um, quite a common topic, right? Lots of people write books about this. Um, 
what stu- what stuck out to me was something that the author talks about in the very intro um, and he talks about this very idea that this idea of you know how to do things better how to be better how to perform better at whatever it is you're doing is a topic that a lot of people cover and often you see it covered by people that are involved mostly with sports sometimes with music um, but sports is usually where you find most of the content about you know high performance how do we how do we do the very how do we be the very best how do we do the best we can at whatever it is that we are doing um and he kind of you know he accepts that that's one good place to get information but he also says that he finds it interesting and also a little bit disappointing that you know the the world of medicine is not better studied uh, in this particular area or better covered in this particular area um because what he says is you know the the ethical element of the work that doctors and nurses do, that people that work in, in, in that field, makes everything so much more important, so much more meaningful, right? Like if a, if a football player misses a shot and, and they lose the game, like that's bad for them, right? That's, that's what they do, dedicate their lives to. Probably there's lots of fans that are disappointed. They were really excited, blah, blah, blah. Like that's not a good experience. It's not a fun experience. But you know when a doctor has to do some kind of important surgery and they make a small mistake you know maybe that person gets really injured or gets like something bad happens to them or maybe they die you know there's that's that's final obviously there's no you know there's no coming back for that there's no next season there's no back to training tomorrow you know everything is it's just kind of done and so you know the level of pressure that these people are under uh, is 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 a whole nother level. It's kind of incomparable, um, and so yeah. Again, th- you know, this book covers a, a very kind of common topic, but it does it from a very interesting perspective. And you know, um, the 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 attention to detail, and you know, the focus on the necessity to to pay attention to detail, to you know, to be able to systemize things and make things effective and efficient, so you're not kind of you know overworking and overstressing yourself. But also making sure that everything's done, um, you know, to the highest standard. You know, being able to, you know, to to care very deeply about your work, but also be able to kind of detach yourself, um, you know, from the results because, you know, p- people that work as doctors and nurses. I've have, I have family members that work as one as a doctor, one as a nurse, and um, one is my stepsister, and she works as a nurse. Um, you know, with uh, end of life care, so people that have terminal illnesses and and they know that they're going to die, um, and so you know, she helps them to you know feel better and and live a better life in that period of your life where you need a lot of care, um, and so obviously she meets a lot of people that not aren't around uh, for that long, and you know it can have a big impact on you, and 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 that's something that's for her where she's in a situation where she can't do anything, no, none of her patients. Uh, are going to get better that's why they're in that particular part of the hospital so she knows that she can't you know help these people uh you know go back to their lives or something like that but it's of course it has a you know has a big impact on you so then you know imagine if it's uh, something bad happens to someone because you make a mistake well you know that that would 
being a, a, I couldn't imagine what kind of impact that would have on you and so yeah it covers a lot of really interesting stuff um, a lot of stuff that you know could be considered very typical and obvious in other fields uh, but from this perspective I found just really fascinating and a lot of cool um, again a lot of cool anecdotes and a lot of cool like interesting little takeaways and things so that is another book that I would definitely recommend the book called Better by Atul Gawande um, the fourth book that I want to talk about today is a book that is called Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Uh, this is another book that most of you have probably heard of because, again, uh, it's a very popular book. It's a very old book, but it has been updated, translated several times into um, hundreds and hundreds of languages. Um, Marcus Aurelius was a former Roman emperor. Um, I didn't note down the years in which he was emperor, but I think it was... Uh, well, it was definitely a long time ago, but I think it was somewhere around like the year 100 and 150, something like that. Don't quote me on it, but that would be my guess because I forgot to write it down. Uh, but he was a, he was a former Roman emperor. Um, and Meditations isn't really a book in the same sense that the rest of these are books because... In normally when you know you have a book you sit down you have this one idea you write out the book in, in its sections or whatever uh, meditations as the name might suggest is a collection of these different kind of notes and thoughts um, and kind of like philosophical diary entries I guess you could say um, yeah Marcus Aurelius uh, is you know quite a well respected emperor he is um, thought to have been you know quite effective in a lot of things certainly not perfect um, and because of this book as well he's also seen as uh, one of the kind of main pillars of stoic philosophy which is something that has become uh, a lot more popular again in more recent years due to books like his um, and other people like Seneca and other people of that time Epicurious um, yeah those books have been kind of like quoted by a lot of other people or used as examples of a lot of other stuff and stoic philosophy has come become kind of cool in a sense for a lot of people so it you know got a little bit more reinvigorated or it became as cool as a type of philosophy can be um but yeah it's 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 very interesting and for me it was just it was quite fascinating just to like you we you know in theory that everyone's pretty much the same right like we all go through similar stuff like we you know it doesn't matter whether you know you're um you know working class or the queen you, you everyone has problems but it's so in, it was so interesting for me to kind of look at some of the the things that this guy was thinking about as you know the emperor of 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 one of the you know most powerful uh well the most powerful uh what would be the word be dynasties or whatever in in history um you know the Ro empires the roman empire one of the most powerful empires in history uh, apologies can't speak english today but yeah this guy is the head of one of the most powerful empires in history and it's, it's fascinating to see um how he was uh, thinking and what kind of things he was thinking about um and the way he would think about these kind of things um you know, Stoic philosophy is something that can be misunderstood and misinterpreted a little bit. A lot of people like to say that it's kind of about just completely removing emotion and ignoring emotion. And it is true that they, at times, um, you know, think about some of these things in a way which maybe we wouldn't uh, today. But the, you know, the idea of, again, kind of 
how you you know how you get through these different problems how you get through these different things how should you think of you know putting yourself together as a person what kind of person should you want to be um how should you think about doing good in the world or different stuff or, or fulfilling your role as it and and all these different things um but yeah again i i found it very interesting um it's it's a book that for instance with these other books i would say you know if you want to you can read these in english that'll be really cool with this book it's probably better to read in your native language not because i think oh none of you are going to understand it but obviously it's like older philosophical writing and so you know the way it's put together sometimes the structures can be a bit weird for people that aren't like native speakers um, but anyway it's a very interesting book and it's one that I would recommend everyone read at some point in their life um, and yeah so that is the fourth book the penultimate book you might remember that word from the last episode um, and yeah so the final book the sixth and final book that I'm going to talk about today is a book called Incognito by uh, an author called David Eagleman who is another author from the United States um, and this is a book about the brain um, and well firstly I just think brains are really cool and like understanding how much we don't understand about so many things is is quite fascinating it's as fascinating as it is humbling um, but this book is is very interesting um, and it, it, it talks it looks at the well, it's a book written by, first I should say, it's a book written by a neuroscientist, right? Very clever guy, very studied guy, but it's a book for the general public. So it's not uh, a science book. So, you know, the average person like you or me can can read it and understand it and enjoy it. It's a very well-written book as well. It's very entertaining. Um, and yeah, but this in this book, he looks at kind of understanding both the conscious and the unconscious mind, looking at how much of that we understand so far, um, and looking at kind of how we think of what makes up who we are. You know, when I say me, when I think of who I am as a person, you know, what parts of me am I thinking of? Because as you discover in the book, you know, there are so many parts of who we are, import important parts of who we are, that are completely unconscious that you know things that we never think of and never process a lot of these things that we think we're actually doing consciously or deciding consciously but often um you know we're, we're not and it's um it's very interesting just to for me at least it was very interesting just to kind of learn about these different things and think about um yeah how you how you think about you know like who we are um and and you know what is it that makes you 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 know what parts of you are really you and all of that anyway if you're the kind of person that likes diving into those kind of rabbit holes uh, it's a fantastic book but like I say it's a very readable book in general it's the kind of book that um, I would be more than happy to give to anyone uh, even if they weren't necessarily you know interested in subjects like the brain or neuroscience like typically because like I say it's a very interesting and entertaining and uh, very readable book you know the average person can uh, can read it you don't need to be uh, an academic or a scientist well I'm not an academic or a scientist and I managed to get through it so yeah um, yeah there are they are six books that um, I found really interesting they've been you know pretty impactful in my life there six books that I can definitely say you know there's at least one thing that I've kind of taken from that at some point and you know it's, it's changed the way I've thought about something or, or you know it's become a big part of how I try and live my life or whatever and um, yeah so 
I guess that is it for, for today's episode. I'm just noticing I've rambled on for quite a long time in this episode. It's a little bit longer than usual, so hopefully that's not a bad thing. Um, as always, you know, if you've got any thoughts, let me know. The easiest place to do that now is in the Discord group. You can join the private Discord group for free. Um, that is, yeah, the link will be in the description wherever you're listening to this uh, episode. And so, yeah. I will leave it there for now. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and I'll look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode.